Hello, good, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on your location. Once again, this is Leadership Talk with Adegoke, and I'm so excited to be sharing the platform with my friend from Melbourne, Australia, Bron Williams, and we're looking at leadership and bias. This is Leadership Talk with Adegoke, the 57th episode. Yes, 57th episode. How are you, my friend? Hmm. I am doing really, really well. It's it's springtime here in Melbourne. You'd never know it looking at my wow. jumper. Wow. I know. Wow. Yes. So we're hoping it'll start to warm up a bit soon. Wow. And and that's interesting, isn't it? You know, because in the UK it's uh it's winter. Yep. Yeah. United Kingdom is winter. Uh we are going into the um where I am in Africa right now, we're going to the Amazon season, you know, which is yep. December. Yeah. So it's amazing, you know, the time zones and uh, what time is it then in M Melbourne? It's uh, just just after 4 p.m. Oh, wow. This is just access after 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah. Yes, but we are on the same day. I, okay. Oh, that's good. That's good. No, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. Now, um, you're welcome to Leadership Talk with Adigoke. Tell us, who is Bron? Who is Bron? Well, um, given my grey hair, you know I've been around the sun a few times. So I have had a mixed bag of a life, as so many of us who, um, who get to an older age do. So trained as a teacher, I wanted to be a teacher when I was eight years old. And so I wow. followed that path and stayed in the education profession for probably 25 or 30 years, teaching little children. I did work in preschools right through primary, elementary, um, did a little bit of high school work, worked with kids with special needs and also ended up doing some adult education and reached, in a sense, a pinnacle where I was principal of a small school for one year. So that was that career. Oh, then wow. midlife, as things often do, life changed and I joined the Salvation Army and became an ordained minister and had a variety of roles there looking after a church and a welfare centre and went to Nauru and worked with asylum seekers. And now in the third season of my life, I'm the yeah. bias specialist. So I'm working with corporates, businesses, sporting groups to talk about unconscious bias and the impact that it has, particularly on leadership and on how leaders make decisions. Because wow. Bias is a bit like the sil understanding bias is a bit like the silver bullet for business. Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, before I met you, I'd never heard about bias. You know, um, you know, I, I just, I mean, I knew bias is uh, a word, but not as in terms of a, a profession. Uh, so you are yes. a bias specialist. Now, what is, what is this thing about being a bias specialist? Yeah, it's funny. I had somebody on Twitter today, I think, say a little bit cynical. Oh, that sounds very important. Um, in, in a sense, yes, it is important. Well, you know, at this point in life, I don't want to be doing anything that's not important because, yeah. you know, we were talking earlier before we went live about how time, quickly time goes. And at this point of life, I want to make the most of the, the remaining time, hopefully another 30 years, but who knows, um, <laughs> that I've got. Bias is actually, actually is important because bias is um, 
how we unconsciously privilege a group of people or a set of ideas, often to the detriment or the exclusion of other people on other sets of ideas. And it forms really early in childhood. It doesn't matter what culture we grew up in, what age we are, what gender, any of those things. All of us have biases and it, they impact our decision-making. But even more than that, bias underlies all the discrimination and the injustice that we see in our world. So things like racism, ageism, sexism, disability discrimination, bullying and harassment all have a form of bias underneath. So if we can start to address that bias, then it's more e it's easier to um, address the, the things that we see on the surface that wow. we really don't like and we wow. want to change. Wow. So you got your work cut out? Yeah, it's. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever come to the end of the work. Because <laughs> people well, ask me whether we can eliminate bias and I say no, but we can learn to work with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I just want to salute you and celebrate you because that area is very, very deep, you know. Um, I know there are about mm -hmm. 200 nuances, you know, on bias. Is that correct? Oh, look, I've seen, um, you know, PDFs that have got 50 different types of biases and we can look at it and I think it's important to look at this area from that sort of academic or cognitive point of view. But yeah. the work that I do is much more personal. I get people to start looking at, well, where might I have a bias in my relationships, in mm. how I view money, in mm. my identity, how I view myself? Mm. So, because that's where bias is going to show up mm. in a real way in everyday life. And we need to address it there. Wow. So I just wanted to now speak to leadership and bias. What's, what's, the, what's mm. the relationship between leadership and bias? Well, given that all human beings are biased and have biases, leaders yeah. are going to have them as well. But because of the role that leaders play and the place of significance that they have, whether that's in a small, you know, a one or two person business right through to a large, um, you know, multinational corporation, leaders are making decisions that impact other people, not just themselves. And mm. so for leaders to become aware that they have biases mm. and those biases predispose them to making presumptions and assumptions yeah. and we have preconceptions about people, about options. If we start to open our minds to those possibilities, we are less likely to make decisions that are flawed or that will be hurtful to hmm. ourselves, to our businesses and to other people. Wow. So how can you overcome bias? For example, I'm, you know, uh, you know, I'm not of your 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 race, and mm. uh, you know Australia. You know, I know you guys are far away. I've never been to Australia before. Probably you've never interacted with an African, somebody of African descent. You know, how do you overcome that bias? You know, well, it's about what I've discovered, and I've discovered this at a personal level. Mm. Um, and I think that's it's really important because there's no point in me talking about something that I haven't actually made a reality in my experience, own life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, experienced. So what I uh, have discovered is that 
when we become aware of a particular bias, it's like, you know, when you go and if you buy a new car, I have a red car. So I see red cars everywhere. You know, that's mm. what awareness does for us when we become conscious of something. Yeah. And that's what happens with biases too. Once we start to see a bias in a particular area, we see it more readily. And mm. when we see it, we can then decide, well, do I allow that outlook, that attitude to continue working or am I going to just take a pause and make another decision? Mm. Um, Daniel Kahneman wrote a book called Thinking Fast and Slow and he, in a sense, really introduced this idea of unconscious bias as fast thinking where mm. we make, you know, those snap judgments. Yeah. And so he... What he was trying to say, which I think is so clear and helpful, is that, yes, we make these snap judgments, they're fueled by our biases, but the key to working with them is to, once we see them, is to stop and do some slow thinking. Hmm. Just take some time, start investigating, take, a, take that proverbial step back hmm. and then make a decision from there. Excellent, excellent. You know, I just want to, you know, just salute you because this area is, is quite, a, you know, a deep area, like I said earlier. And uh, I'm just so thankful. Uh, if you're just joining us on Leadership Talk with Adeko K, I'm speaking alongside with my friend, uh, Bron Williams. Uh, she's from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, it's 4 p.m., uh, past 4 p.m. in Australia uh, right now. And uh, is where I am in Africa right now. It's uh, past 6 p.m., 6 a.m. You know, so there's a time difference, but, um, you know, we're just uh, showing up uh, to add value. Now, I just want you to speak to this. Um, you know, in uh, Australia, what, what's, what's, what's your experience regarding bias um, in the workplace? Okay. Well, there, Australia has an interesting history um, in terms of our national history mm -hmm. because... As a nation, we're quite young. You know, we became a nation in at 1900, so 120-odd years ago. However, the peoples who've inhabited Australia have been here for 60,000 years, the Indigenous okay. peoples, the First Nations people. Okay. And those, um, you know, Australia was colonised by the British okay. and they introduced their ideas and... There was a lot of um, very terrible things. There were massacres, um, imprisonments, all sorts of things that um, the British did, that white people did to the um, First Nations people, to the Indigenous people. Now, that attitude still conti continues today, unfortunately, mm. if mm. not overtly but subtly. Mm. And it, that sense of white privilege of white superiority, which I know I have. I've had to come face to face with that and come to terms with that. But it yeah. comes out in assumptions that we make about people that, mm. you know, and what when I first started to understand it was about assuming that as a person from who was university educated who came from a first world country, that I had better ideas than, say, the Nauruans did on their little Pacific island about running things. You know, it was just, it was this assumption because of, hello, 
white person, developed country, you know, university educated. Those are sorts of, that's where bias shows up. Mm. But on a personal level, as a woman, I've experienced bias as well, where mm. in, say, a workplace situation, your viewpoints are not taken as seriously as the men mm. in the room. Wow. You know, so, yeah, it's where it's often wherever there is a, you know, a minority group, whether yeah. that's by gender or age or race, that is then has difficulty having a voice. Wow. That, that's wow. where the issues happen. And that's, it would be as common, well, it's probably in many ways very, very common here in Australia. And we actually need to deal with it and we're not doing very well at the moment. Wow, wow. Now, I just, I, I just want to thank you for being authentic, you know, and speaking to that, you know, um, you know, going back to how Australia, you know, came about, you know, the founding mm. fathers and all that, you know, and how th that bias is still affecting, you know, uh, the minorities in, you know, in Australia. And not just, you know, I think it's just a, a, a pattern, you know, all over the world, yes. wherever you have the minorities, I mean, the majority will want to... Uh, uh, dominates yes. and you know uh, so uh, but how can how can we begin to address those biases particularly on, on you know on the personal level um, for example uh, you reach out you know to me uh, to come on this podcast uh, and obviously you must have been able to break that bias because for some people you know I just don't want to be seen with you know someone of another race uh, it might affect my brand, you know, and am I really sure I want to do this? Um, how were you able to overcome that? Because you can be speaking to, um, you know, a particular uh, issue, but you might not really, uh, you might just be in it for, for the money or for the, for the influence. Uh, you might not really, uh, it might not really be you uh, deep down. How were you able to uh, engage and, you know, overcome that, uh, that bias? Yes. Mm. I think the first thing is actually to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And I have to be honest with myself um, that my own personal biases are always there and they do get in the way at times and I have to intentionally work Funny. against them. Yeah. Um, I have a natural tendency as a white person to listen to other white peoples, to assume that other white people have the best ideas. And now that's, that's come out of my upbringing. What I have to intentionally do is listen. Hmm. That is such a key. Two of the key things for working with biases are ask questions and to listen hmm. because... I can make assumptions about you based mm. on your nationality and your skin colour. And mm. I do that automatically. And I'm mm. not saying I don't, okay? Yeah. This is part of being human yeah. and authentic here. Yeah. I do make those judgments and assessments. But I don't want to allow those biases to be a barrier between you and me or mm. me learning something from you. Mm. So I have to listen and mm. I... And not only listen, but try to hear. And mm. I'll give you an example. Last year when COVID struck and, you know, we were trying to figure out how do we do our business now online, yeah. I did a series of YouTube conversations. 
called yeah. Bringing Bias in from the Cold. And one of them was with a friend of mine who I've never met. We met over Facebook and we've got to know each other. And her name is Fusina. She lives in, in Accra, in Ghana. Okay. And she okay. was one of my um, interviewees. And as we talked, she was expressing opinions that I did not agree with. But yeah. I had to consciously zip my lip because <laughs> her outlook, her attitudes were based on how she was raised, the society in which she lives, the community that she mixes with. And I had to listen. And that was such a clear indicator to me that how easily our biases allow us to make assumptions about people yeah. But if yes. we listen, we can actually hmm. start to learn something. Hmm. Wow, wow, amazing, amazing. Wow, this is Leadership Talk with Adegoke. I have with me Bron Williams from Melbourne, Australia, and we're looking at leadership and bias, leadership and bias. Uh, Bron is a, is a bias specialist, and uh, she's been adding powerful, powerful value. Thank you so much. Now, I want you to also to speak to um, what are the... Um, two things, you know, that you can say to someone out there that's, uh, you know, uh, going through a bias, uh, could I call it a bias challenge? You know, uh, what, what are the two things that you can say to that person to, you know, mm. to get by? Okay. Well, I'll take it from two different points of view. Okay. If the bias challenge is your own, you're aware of your own biases and you're struggling because they keep coming up and you feel like they're getting in the way. Just like I shared there um, about my own dealings with people from Africa. Yeah. The, the key thing is not to get discouraged because we, when we find out something difficult about ourselves, our natural tendency is to want to get rid of it, either hmm. ignore it or get rid of it. Now, ignoring it doesn't go, make it go away. And because we can't actually get rid of our biases, they're this automatic part of how we think. Yeah. And so sometimes we can get discouraged and think, am I ever going to get this right? Am I always going to think this way? So mm. when you get discouraged or feel discouraged because your biases keep popping up, know that that's a good thing because you're mm. aware of them. And once you're aware of them, you can actually work with them and be okay. kind to yourself you know, we're going to fall back into our default ways of thinking. Mm. And if on the second thing, if you are coming up against biased attitudes towards you, and I was talking with um, a team mm. of people just this morning about this, how to deal with other people's biases, particularly if the bias is towards you. Mm. And um, what I said is this is where we can be allies with one another. So in a workplace, if you're, um, well, I'll say like my friend um, Tara, who is Sri Lankan. Now, yeah. if she, as she has had to face at different times, racial mm. slurs or comments, yeah. as her ally, I can stand up for her, I can challenge that. Yeah. In the situation that the client talk was this morning was talking about, she is an accomplished architect, yeah. but early, in the early days, clients would only talk to her partner who was a man. 
But mm. he was a good ally because he said to the client, you know, Cass is the one who is in charge of this project. She's the one who's running. So he led the conversation, pointed back to her. So having an ally, someone you can call on in that situation is really helpful because it's so hard when we're having to face the bias on our Hello. own because yes. people are just, oh, you're just having a whinge, you know, you're whining, complaining. Yeah. Not yeah. that. Yeah, ally, it yeah. be really, really helpful. Wow, wow, awesome, amazing. Wow, this has been, this has been awesome. This has been awesome. Deep dive, we're taking a deep dive. Uh, for those who are going to be watching the replay or listening, uh, you know, we're just adding so much value uh, through my friend. She's just, you know, breaking it down um, regarding bias. And now I just have two more questions. Um, yeah. Now, professionally, um, how have you been able to use, uh, you know, bias, you know, um, you're, you're being a bias specialist. How have you been able to use it to impact the society? You want to give two uh, examples or one? Yeah, well, um, one that comes to mind is um, I'm working with a peak sporting body here in Australia. And okay. they, um, because I had a relationship, an online relationship through LinkedIn, with yeah. one of the people who worked there, they approached me about um, just exploring, doing some unconscious bias training. Now, they were right at the beginning of this journey and they said, look, we don't know what we don't know. Can you come and help us get started? Now, for me, that's a huge privilege because I get to set, in a sense, set the standard um, of things. So... So this is a you know a big sporting a national sporting body here in Australia, who is now starting to see oh, we've got to take this seriously. You know mm. we can see bias in sport, but we've got to see it how how do we do it in relating to kids sport or you know our staff situations. So mm. that's and so that's what I'm doing. I'm working um, with them doing some introductory webinars helping them understand what bias is. Then we'll move through a program Good. where they get to look at their own biases um, at an individual level. Um, so it, it's going to be both sort of a corporate and then an individual. So th well, that's, um, yeah, so that, that's the sort of work that I do um, mm -hmm. because companies, corporations, businesses are starting to see that we need to look at bias because it really impacts business in, impacts relationships and wow. we can do better as yeah. human beings wow wow that, that's that's awesome awesome finally last question um if uh, listeners want to reach you how, how can they reach you well they can go to my website which is bronwilliams.com or they can email me at info at bronwilliams.com or they can find me on facebook I'm Bron Williams, the bias specialist there. Wow, wow, amazing, amazing. So you've heard it from the lady, uh, Bron Williams, uh, adding so much content on leadership talk with Adego. Okay, we've looked at leadership and bias, the 57th uh, podcast um, of leadership talk with Adego. Okay, I'm just so thankful uh, for the privilege to share the platform with you. Uh, this is the second time. Uh, you, you've been on this platform before to share on leadership and 
burnout. And this is this session has been amazing, amazing. So thank you for coming. Have a great day. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> thank you so much.